Hey gang, welcome back to the Backdoor Cover Network. Finally, summer is nearing its end, and that means football is back. The wagon is here, and we have a brand new co-host while we're talking about the NFC East betting preview show. We've got Vinny Bag of Donuts on the line. Vince, what's happening? <laughs> Bill, everything is happening. It's good to be home, buddy. Feels like home. This is a, what is this? A 20-year reunion? It, has it, it been 20 years? It, it has. I've lost a lot of hair since then. And you, <laughs> you haven't aged at all. <laughs> that would be the, uh, the, uh, the lens correction here on the old, uh, the old uh, stream yard. Oh, appreciate I was, that. I, I was going to say, I mean, you've even lost your spectacles that you had back in high school. I mean, you have aged like oh, a fine yeah. wine. Oh, you forgot. I had, I had glasses and braces throughout college. So those days, I can't do it anymore. You know? and, and you found a lady to marry you. I mean, tip of the cap, sir. That's right. That's right, too. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And this one's working out. So that's this good. one was was should have been the first, but you know how that I, goes. I agree. And, uh, you know, I was I was really worried about my my best man speech at Kyle's wedding because I was like, I don't have a real good track record of of giving these speeches and things working out. So I apologize well, in yeah. advance. That's OK. That's right. You're the whole reason why we eloped. We didn't we couldn't risk it. That is a, a fair assessment of the situation. <laughs> But in all seriousness, Vince, we are happy to have you here. You are our resident Eagles fan. It looks like you're reporting live right. from the link. That is tonight. correct. That is correct. It's a, it's, a, it's a brisk 89 degrees and 100% humidity, and the flags are flying high. Yeah. I mean, it looks sunny where you are, which is, which is weird because it's 9 o'clock at night on Saturday. That's right. But rest assured, time traveler and all that, we've got the NFC East betting preview Tonight, this is exciting. I have been waiting, you know, all summer. We, we did the, the summer league football, but just nothing beats the real thing. Vince, how are you feeling about your Philadelphia Eagles? I got to say, I'm really excited. Heartbreaking loss uh, in the Super Bowl. At least we had the, the velvety pipes of Chris Stapleton to sing the national anthem. Um, but, uh, you know, made a grown man cry twice. Once for him and once for the loss after the, uh, the big game. But yeah. I'm I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling real real pumped. I, I know there's some some bad vibes on the street about uh, the coaching turnover. I'm not worried at all. We'll get in, into that a little bit. Um, some some weird uh, things going on with the running back room. I'm not worried about that either. Um, and then you've got the man, uh, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hurts, the consummate professional, the the man who grows two x professionally and every way else you can imagine every year. It's, it's a dream come true for Eagles fans, blue collar guy that just happens to be the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Just couldn't be more excited. It is. He is an awesome guy. I mean, you know, nobody works harder than Jalen hurts. You could see it at Alabama. And then, you know, when he, when he transferred out and, you know, he just, he just never stops working. So that, that's good. I'm glad we've got, you know, an Eagles insider here uh, because this division, um, boy, it's, it's hard to discern. Uh, to win the division odds, you've got the Philadelphia Eagles. They are the betting favorite, so good for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Minus mm-hmm. 110 over at Caesars. The Dallas Cowboys are at second. They are plus 190 at DraftKings. Then you've got the Washington Commanders Redskins football team. They are plus 850 at DraftKings. And then the New York football giants are 16-1 to to win the division. So why don't we just start where you're comfortable? 
we'll go right to your wheelhouse. Let's talk about these Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of coaching changes. You know, when when teams are good, obviously their coaching staff gets poached, and and we've seen mm-hmm. that Sirianni, Sirianni lost a couple of his guys. Um, but to the to the nuts and bolts, Eagles. I mean, yes, they lost in the Super Bowl, but they had one of the easiest schedules in 2022. That all changes this year to one of the hardest, actually, in 2023. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they're, they're going to be playing the AFC East. So that's a tough draw. Um, I think, you know, we're, we're seeing the Eagles as a, a short favorite here to win the division minus 110. I think they're already priced at the upside of the potential range of outcomes. Uh, they were relatively injury free for a, a lot of last year. Um, uh, things went perfect. I mean, you know, you didn't have the the usual injuries on the offensive line. They're aging. They are not getting any younger. Um, mm-hmm. Hertz was fantastic against subpar competition. It was just absolutely ideal. Uh, there have been some changes in Philly. Vince, why don't you take it over here and, and talk about what's going on? Yeah, well, listen, um, I, I, again, like I said earlier, I'm not that, that worried about these coaching changes. We've got... Um, you know, the new um, assistant head coach and Kevin Petula. We'll start there. I, it's kind of a weird place to start, but, you know, I, I pulled it up in, ahead of this conversation and I I started to feel better and better the more, the more that I looked at um, kind of where these guys have come from and, and the fact that he made these, these promotions in-house instead of coming outside of the organization. He's built a really special culture here, Nick Sirianni, the head coach. And, you know, I'm just real impressed, obviously, with what they've done with Jalen. Um, Kevin Petullo, as well as Brian Johnson, both had a big hand in this, on uh, this development of Jalen. So Brian is the new offensive coordinator, uh, Kevin Petullo, the assistant head coach, both of these guys promoted from within. Um, so, you know, you hate to see, uh, Shane Steichen go, um, after a Super Bowl run, but when you've got a guy like Brian, who's been there, it's year three for Brian and Kevin, both with Sirianni. They've been here since the start. So they've they've got this exposure to the culture. They they know the guys. The guys trust them. They've got the knowledge. They've got the system, um, which is why I'm not necessarily worried. Uh, the one that is a little bit interesting to me is is Sean Desai, um, defensive coordinator. So losing Jonathan Gannon, I, I still don't know how to feel about that. Uh, you know, a historic defense almost broke the the 84 uh, record for was it the Bears, I believe. Um, the Vikings, Bears. 85 Bears. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, you know, how can you argue with what they did defensively, but is it, you know, was it the personnel? Was it, how much of it was, was Jonathan Gannon's, you know, doing, I, I don't know. Obviously, um, I'm an Eagles fan, so I have to hate him for what he did, uh, you know, prior to the Super Bowl, And I think the rest of the town, you know, can't, can't wait to, for him to come back to town, um, and, and do a couple things, throw a couple things his way. Uh, but the size is interesting, you know, I, are you oh, thinking about ahead, like batteries at, at Santa? Is that you got it? You got okay. it. This right. is this is going to be the next the next thing you hear about. That's for sure. So you know, let's let's start with Desai, I guess, in his background. I'll call him Doctor Desai. So, did you know that Sean Desai actually is a, has a doctorate? Well, now it makes sense Temple. why you want to call him Doctor Desai. So, so this guy went to Boston U for his uh, for his poli sci bachelor's. He then went to Columbia. Um, to obtain his uh, master's in higher and post-secondary education, and then went to Temple for his doctorate in educational administration. So I don't know um, if this guy actually intended to get into coaching, but he went and, and coached there at Temple, and then he 
and then he launched his career into the uh, into the NFL. He joined the Bears. I uh, was with them for a while. I love the fact that he was under Vic, uh, Vic Fangio, uh, who was the defensive consultant for the Eagles last year uh, before he headed to, uh, I believe it was Miami. Um, so obviously that played a big part in probably bringing Desai here, making Nick and Howie feel more comfortable um, with him and kind of in an un- un- unproven role, right? He he did uh, was defensive coordinator with the Bears in his last year. Um, so he, he's he's done this before this role, uh, assistant head coach uh, for defense under Pete Carroll in Seattle last year. Um, so you know we know he's a smart guy. He's been trusted by some highly regarded coaches along the way. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he fits into this staff. Yeah, I mean, the big one for me as a Colts fan is Shane Steichen. You know, I'm <laughs> your loss, my game. Uh, you know, we're going to stink no matter what. Uh, but I, I, I'm you know I'm excited because. I listen to a lot of listen to a lot of WIP. You know, I I I think I'm feeling pretty good about Steichen. Not feeling good about the last coach that we got from me. That was kind of a bummer. Thanks, Frank. Um, but I digress. So, you know, I'm I'm looking at this this Eagles roster, and you had mentioned the the running back room, and it looks very very crowded to me. Uh, the Eagles they added DeAndre Swift in the offseason. Rashad Penny mm-hmm. in the offseason, and then you got holdovers, Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. Both of those guys, I think, each had 60 totes apiece. Um, you know, and then obviously the, the loss of Miles Sanders. So, how do you see this playing out? Like, who's going to be the bell cow back? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't think we'll have that same kind of a situation as, you know, the way Carolina, for example, wants to use Miles Sanders. You know, they came out last week. I think it said, uh, you know, he's going to be our three down guy. I don't think you're going to see that in Philadelphia. I think you see more of what you saw last year, which is, you know, a committee. I mean, Miles, Miles did a lot of work last year. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I I do think you see more of a committee um, from the guys this year. You know, there's a, there's a lot of great experience now in that room. Um, a lot of speed, a lot of youth, uh, but also a lot of wisdom, you know, coming from the way of Boston there. He's got, um, you know, quite a few years here. I think he's been here five or six years now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Ken, Kenny came on strong. He had a great last half of the year. He had a great playoff run last year. I think he showed some things to Howie um, that once this decision was made to let Miles walk, you know, I kind of didn't take me by surprise at all. I kind of saw it coming. I didn't see this, you know, Swift and uh, and Penny coming. But, uh, you know, Penny to me sounds seems more like a kind of a gamble. Let's see if he can stay healthy because, man, that guy um, is just one heck of a running back when he's healthy. Uh, but he's never really been healthy, right? I mean, a couple of stretches there for Seattle. He, he has had, I think, one season injury-free. Uh, yeah. And that was 2021. But, you know, he's been battling injuries entire career but he's electric i mean he averages 5.7 yards mm-hmm. carry for his entire career so that's pretty cool um maybe mm-hmm. a good change of pace back there for the, the eagles and it just adds to the embarrassment of weapons they have um this wide out yeah. room is awesome aj brown devonta smith <laughs> quez Watkins. i mean devonta smith might be the very best number two wide receiver in the league mm-hmm. yeah that's all i had to yeah, say about uh, that my gosh, I mean, watching uh, Jalen and AJ is something special. You know, if you're listening and you're not an Eagles fan, uh, you need to find a way to watch a couple games just to see the chemistry. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, these guys go way back. They've played, um, you know, previously in college and 
and now I'm playing here in the NFL together, and it's just something special to watch. Um, you know, Devonta is in. Um, he, he reminds me a little bit of a of a Jerry Rice type of a of a player. Now I'm not going to put him in that you I know stature yet, but you know uh, this guy's he's very cerebral. Um, when I when he first stepped on the field, you know I, I didn't think he was. Uh, you know he he looks about my size, which. You know, you can't see me. I'm, I'm I'm very small. I would get a stiff wind will blow me over, which, you know, I wish you would pack on a couple more pounds. But, um, man, that guy's a hell of a route runner and got some just amazing hands. That's that's the thing that I think I love the most after having watched so many drops and so many bad routes and just the, the level that we, we, we went from, you know, the basement to the roof almost overnight, you know, over the last, you know, half a decade in the receiver yeah. room. And it's just been really special to watch as somebody who's, who's watched a lot of bad receiver play uh, for the Eagles over the year and watched Howie Roseman get too cute with draft moves and such over the years. So it's just, it's just been a breath of fresh air and it's just exciting. We, we, we've been owed it for a long time as Eagles fans. Yes, you have. And I mean, in this team, like I said, they are just top to bottom. There's, there's elite players all over the field. I mean, Dallas Goddard sort of came into his own last year at tight end. And then this offensive line, Jordan Mailata, yeah. Landon Dipperson, Kelsey, Cam Jurgens, Lane Johnson. I mean, how many uh, Hall of Famers are there? At least two, maybe three. Uh, but like I said, they're, they're getting a little bit older. Uh, what, what's your take here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think they rolled the dice and I think they won big time on Jordan Mailata a couple of years back. Um, he's, he's grown into uh, you know a hell of a left tackle. I mean... The thing about investing in the trenches, and I think this goes all the way back to the Andy Reid days, you know, and he really instilled, I think, well in Howie how important it was. When you invest there and you bring in quality guys and just you know solid talent, um, iron sharpens iron, right? So these these young kids are learning from some of the best. I mean, this goes back to Jason Peters' days, right? Um, so I'm just really you know really pleased with what they're doing there. They've made some draft uh, investments there. Uh, in the past couple of years, not as many as I'd like, you know, Jason Kelsey, you know, that one, they're stretching a little bit thin. Um, you know, I'd like to see um, maybe Cam or somebody step up um, as the, the Jason Kelsey replacement here in the next couple of years. But look, I mean, look how old, how old is Jason Peters, you know, before he left? I mean, he was, gosh, he was like 50 years old. I was going to say, I think he is getting double uh, uh, ARP benefits in the mail at, at the very least. He he came out. I think it was earlier last year, and said he wants to play for somebody. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like yeah. an old he's like an old Cadillac that won't quit. You know, that's right. He's he's, that's he's, exactly he's right. probably good for about three series before he gets hurt. I, I think that's what we saw. He was in Carolina last year, and like, oh, Jason Peters is down. I was like, well, is he in new. Carolina? Yeah. Wow. Who, who knew? Okay. Um, so right, you know, off, uh, other offensive line. I mean, we lost Dillard, um, but what did we really lose there? I don't know. Um, he never really seemed to you know, reach his full potential. Um, I think uh, I don't think there were any other moves, any other big moves um, on the offensive line that I can think of. But um, yeah, man, we can we can keep rolling. Yeah. So uh, all right. So the offense stacked. Let's talk about this this defensive yeah. side of the ball. Um, you had some some very recent uh, you know draft picks that are are really starting to make a difference here. Uh, Jordan Davis. Jalen Carter uh, to go along with Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat. Uh, so that that you know front four is incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Philadelphia Bulldogs are here. 
Uh, it's it's I, a I, Georgia North. It's Georgia North. Um, it became laughable. Even my wife, who really isn't a football fan, uh, was cracking up, and that says a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, Brandon, thank God he's still here. Uh, I didn't. I really didn't want to see him sign anywhere else. Uh, he needs to finish out his career here. Uh, but Jalen and Jordan in the middle. Um, if as long as this, you know everything's fine from a legal standpoint with Jalen, I haven't. Uh, I didn't check on that before. Yeah, but I think he he may be in the clear um, with Fletcher's tutelage again. You know, Fletcher, uh, how, how can you ask for a better teacher, right, for these kids? And the way that they're going to be able to rotate, uh, just like last year, you saw it. You know, I don't I don't think they brought back in Dominic and Sue. Um, you know, maybe he'd be a nice last second uh, addition after camp to kind of bring in some more uh, rotation there. But that front four is insane. Reddick broke broke out. Uh, talk about a value contract for Howie Roseman. Oof. That that's not going to happen uh, when he's when it comes time to resign a son. We could probably kiss him goodbye. Yeah, um, I mean that's a shame because he's a Temple guy. He's a Temple guy. That's yeah. right. So he he loves the city. Maybe he'll take a pay cut. But Doctor Desai will hate to see him go. <laughs> Doctor Desai, yes, sir. Um, I mean mm-hmm. that does bring up an interesting point. You know, Jalen Hurts just signed a monster contract. Uh, so yeah, you know the time the time is ticking here. The window is you know it, it, as quick as it opened. It's starting no. to close here. No, Mm-mm. okay, absolutely right. not, absolutely right. not. So you're- Howie Roseman uh, will will eventually have a statue erected in his honor on the grounds of Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, I am never worried about salary cap with Howie as long as Howie Roseman's alive. We can we can move on to the next segment. Yeah, he does. He must have some sort of magic abacus in his office. That that's for sure. I mean, uh, you know how he how he creates these rosters year after year. It's pretty cool. Um, mm. You know, there there were some casualties in the secondary, but you do bring back Darius Slay, James Bradbury. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the safeties. Reed Blankenship, Terrell Edmonds, pretty good. Um, do you have any worries about the you know the the, the secondaries? Yeah, I mean. For sure. We lost CJ, um, big loss. We lost Marcus Epps. You know, he had some decent pot- potential. Um, by the way, I thought it was interesting, the, the comments that CJ made about Philadelphia fans. Did you happen to catch those? Uh, I do not. I did not uh, see. Some of happened. the most obnoxious people he's ever met, I believe, were his huh. words. I'm paraphrasing. So he's, um, and he's then an it was the judge of character. That's right. Right. And was right. it the, a day later that he is now out, uh, I believe, for the season with a non-contact injury? So karma's a bitch. It, um, it is. <laughs> Secondary-wise, otherwise, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm a little bit worried. Um, we've got some some studs, obviously, in Bradbury and Slay on the outside. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, Dr. Desai could be, uh, you know, a doctor of many, of many talents and, and, and mix it up. At the end of the day, I think what we learned from the John, not Jonathan Gannon system was with that front four pressure, um, that can solve a lot of problems on the back end. That can cover and make your guys look really good, right? So, um, if there's one saving grace, it's that front four. So as long as we keep pressure there and those guys are, are aware that they are, uh, you know, saving the day half the time, then I'm, uh, I'm okay with the secondary. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 
the front four obviously make the rest of the thing click, especially if you can create pressure without blitzing. That allows you to do a lot, a lot more on the back end. So uh, very good there. Special teams unit, bringing back Jake Elliott, uh, the punter whose name I cannot pronounce, Aaron Sipos, I think. Aaron Sipos, that's, yeah. that's correct. But um, he's not the guy I wanted to talk about. Maybe you do. That, that's not it. I like Britton Covey. You, do, you, uh, do you like this guy yet? You know, I want to like him. Okay. I just I just want to see him return a damn punt for more than 10 yards. Listen. Um, what you, was his average? Do you know his average? I, I have no idea, but do you know what his family lineage is? I don't. Educate me. Okay. So his grandfather actually wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Stephen, Stephen Covey. Covey. Yeah. No way. Yeah, that, that's him. So uh, I'm looking at his stats wow. here. Uh, 33 punts returned for 308 yards um that's, 9.3 that's for bad. return that's not bad it's not horrible it's not horrible but you know what i want to see seven points on the board uh, maybe you can read the book or rewrite the book oh good one good one taking a uh, shot at his gramps huh jeez come on it's not very effective right I don't know. is there anything else you would like to talk about with these philadelphia eagles uh, that I hope Aaron Sipos is not the punter, you know, staying on the special teams. Um, my gosh, what a dismal year. Uh, was it third from the from the bottom in terms of PFF grade for special teams, all due to punting? Um, I, think, I don't think Sipos ever cracked the, the 60 uh, PFF grade all year and ended up probably costing us. I mean, you know, look, you can't blame one person for, for, uh, for a game loss. Sure but, you, can. you know, let's just kick it for the uh, the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. And um, get them on out the door. Right. So you're, you're rooting for Ty Zentner to win the job. Kansas State. Ty Zentner, uh, Phil Bobbitt, you pick. Oh, okay. Now we're giving out last <laughs> names here on the pod. That's good. All right. So uh, for the win total, let's bet on some stuff regarding the Eagles here. Uh, their okay. win total, there's a couple of them you can choose from that are in a playable range. The... Ten and a half number, you can have the over at minus 175. You can take under at plus 145. Or you could take the 11 and a half, the over plus 110, uh, and the under minus 120. Uh, do you have any interest in betting win totals on this team? You don't have to. We bet everything last year, but you don't have to this year. This is a new leaf. This is a tough one. Uh, this is a tough one. And, and you're going to have to, I'm probably not as sharp on the value of those lines as, as you're going to be. Uh, but I would, I don't bet on my Eagles, first of all. Fair I enough. Can't. There's too much, too many emotions involved. But I've got them at, at 12 games. 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they have not a lot of layups here. Maybe Tampa Bay. Uh, maybe the Commanders or the football. What are they even called? Is it? Are they the football team or the commanders? <laughs> they, you know, I think they're the commanders. Okay. Cause now I still you, call them the Redskins, which is probably, you know what? That's not that's sensitive enough. Uh, ben and Jerry's would have you canceled. Right. Right. Well, mm-hmm. come and get me Ben or Jerry, either one. Um, all right. So maybe I don't have a play on the win total. No, thank you. Uh, like I said, I, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of their recency bias. We last saw them in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts was the, the best player on the field. It was a heartbreaking loss. Yada yada yada. I think that's a lot, a lot of the way cooked in. So I'm going to avoid the win total. I don't see any value, uh, you know, to win the division. No thanks. To win the conference, they are plus three thirty. So I mean, that's to to make the Super Bowl three to one. 
Uh, that's tough. Uh, it's probably either the, the birds or the Niners, but I, I, I we're going to find some value down the board. And then they're eight to one to win the Super Bowl. Are you, you putting anything mm-hmm. in, in your portfolio as a fan? On the Eagles, on any of those? Yes. You know, probably not. Okay. Uh, not on the Eagles. No, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I get too optimistic. 12 yeah, is too optimistic. I know that I'm too optimistic, but I can't help it because I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah. But I'm yeah, going mean, to be optimistic about, you know, other teams here too. Even the Cowboys when we get to it, you know, I, well, I hate to say it, but. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on to your hats. I have made one play so far on the Philadelphia okay. Eagles for this what you, year. What do you got? Uh, Rashad Penny under mm-hmm. 600 and a half yards for the season on DK. That is minus 110. Here's why, Vince. When I was researching for this mm-hmm. show, I saw a lot of different things that, you know, he's getting first team reps. He looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. But we talked about mm-hmm. his injury history a little bit. And like I said, he's only had one season where he's eclipsed six, 600 yards so far. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's a crowded running back room. Like I said, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, they each had 60 carries each. You lose mm-hmm. Miles Sanders, but you bring in DeAndre Swift, who's a another kind of 1A or 1B type of guy, workhorse. He had some injury concerns himself. But mm-hmm. the most of the carries in that, that Philadelphia running back room are going to go to Jalen Hurts. Uh, in 2021, he had 139 carries for 784 yards. Last year, 165 carries for 760. So the bulk of the carries go to Jalen Hurts. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's what keeps defenses on their it toes. Um, so, man – the injury concerns, the crowded running back room. I just think that the under is the way to go, especially in most futures. I'll say one thing to that. Say the it. great, the great Chip Kelly once said, "Injury risk in the NFL is a hundred percent." Correct. Okay, and one of the best remedies for said risks is rotation, keeping guys fresh, keeping guys healthy. That's exactly what they're going to do. Add in Jalen Hurts as your fifth running back and just be careful because you might just get a fresh uh, injury-free year from DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny from a team that loves to run the ball. Ah, devil's advocate. Love it. Got to have some disagreement on the show. I already played it. I can't do anything about that now, but maybe next time I will consult you. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll dive into these Dallas Cowboys now and you can tell me where I went wrong on them as well. Um, but to start things off, the Dallas Cowboys, their win total is set at nine and a half. You can have the over at minus 155. You can nibble the under plus 135. They are plus 190 to win the division, plus 650 to win the conference, 15 to one to win the Super Bowl. Here's my thoughts on the Cowboys, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and unleash you. They are a good team against bad teams. Um, so immediately, I am targeting them to cover big spreads this season. I think that's most where I want to attack the Cowboys. Uh, they do create a lot of pressure in obvious passing situations. Um, but beyond that, the defense, not so good. Um, their end of the year perception, we last saw them losing to San Francisco, you know, pretty, pretty terribly. So that kind of keeps it like that can't win the big one, all that sort of stuff, that, that recency bias. Um, Kellen Moore is gone. That's a lot of creativity mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. offense that is out the door. So you got Mike McCarthy calling plays. And man, I really hope that he has some consultant that tells him how to manage the clock because they were bad at that last year. 
when that seemed to be his only responsibility. So not very optimistic there for the offense. They also lose Zeke. So you're going to have Tony Pollard taking a, a larger workload. We added, not we, the Cowboys, they added Brandon Cooks, Stefan Gilmore, who might have been the Colts' best player, uh, you know, at corner this year. They added Ronald Jones for depth in that, that running back room, um, you know, to, to maybe complement Pollard. I see those guys as two pretty similar players, so I don't think they'll have to change things too much. A big minus, Dalton Schultz, gone. That was Dak's safety blanket last year. So mm-hmm. uh, interested to see how that's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I like what the, the Cowboys did in the draft when they selected Deuce Vaughn. The guy is about 5'5", five, five, and he's a brick shithouse uh, running back, so he might be the next <laughs> next best thing that comes along. I think the Cowboys are re- going to regress a bit. How do you see it? All right, well, first of all, um, speaking of cool running back names, uh, I, I, just, I, learned, I learned about Tank Bibs, Bigsby yesterday. <laughs> I mean, come on. It doesn't get much better than that. That guy's going to um, get you a first down on third and one, I promise. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so let me come back around to where you started. Um, I think where you started with with Mike McCarthy, uh, kind of losing the creativity with Kellen Moore. I'll tell you what, I mean, this is year four for Mike McCarthy, right? Of dealing, of, of, of leading the helm of what should have been America's team reincarnate, right? Every year is just failure, failure, uh, year after year. Um, last year was the first time that... Um, you know, they won a playoff game and God knows how long. I'm no longer able to say that the last playoff game we, we could watch was on VHS tape and all those those funny jokes. Um, so that kind of sucks. But why would you bring Brian Schottenheimer in is a question mark for me. Right. So this is basically McCarthy has said, I'm calling the plays because if I don't and this doesn't go right, I'm out the door. His seat is um, hot, so, perpetually hot. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, you know, Schottenheimer's a guy who's been around, you know, fifth, Fitz Stin is offensive coordinator. He's a well-respected guy in the league. Uh, it's just a fascinating situation, right? Because the organization has not been shy um, about the fact that, you know, 2023 will be McCarthy's offense. You know, you got uh, the media, the Dallas media out there t- talking up the Texas Coast offense as Dak has... Build the wall. ...has named it. <laughs> right? So, you know, this could be... Maybe it could be Brian's first opportunity as an NFL head coach. Maybe that's the whole reason he came. Um, oh, smart. If all doesn't go well. So we'll see. Or that or he just likes being an offensive coordinator. I don't know. Uh, but I, I don't think you would with a name like that, as respected as you are, walking into a situation where you know you're not going to get the call a single play. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I mean, he, his, his last name definitely brings a little bit of pedigree. Yeah. Maybe he's there to, to call timeouts. Let's hope so. Somebody needs to call timeouts because they are really, really bad at that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You talked about in the dismal uh, defense. I tell you what, that's the scariest part for me. Um, You know, Dan Quinn, he's in there year three. And this guy has turned around a completely um, abysmal defense. You know, last year, um, chock full of fleeting defensive, defensive touchdowns. I get it. But they led the league in takeaways. They were second on third down defense. They were second on three and out, uh, second in three and outs and 43 of them. Uh, seventh in points per game allowed. That's not so bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not as uh, hopeful that the Dallas Cowboys defense is going to shit the bed as you are. 
Oh, I, I don't think they'll shit the bed. I, I, I think that they, they have some really nice pieces. I mean, a defensive player of the year candidate, Micah Parsons. I mean, the guy's a, an absolute freak. Um, Leighton Vander Esch, a Boise product. I mean, I would like to see him put a, a, a full year together. Trayvon Diggs, very flashy, gives mm-hmm. up a lot of big plays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it looks like you might miss some time too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, He's a he's a fragile guy. Um, um, you know, coming back around to you know to Dak, you know, he wasn't the worst rated quarterback in the league. Um, PFF only had him at twenty eighth overall. Okay, <laughs> so there were a few below him still, um, but he was still seven spots ahead of Russell Wilson. So you know, he'd be Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell's um, Russell's broken, huh? Maybe uh, we'll see. We'll see. Sean Sean blames his uh, what does he blame his dietitian. I think he blamed everybody in the the Denver Broncos uh, brain trust in the media yeah. the other day. Yeah, just set it all on, on fire. Yeah, I mean, uh, he needs to get out of that Fox booth and and put on the the coach's headset. He needs to remember what job he has because he's going to have to play these guys at yeah. some point. Right. Yeah. That's right. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but he, uh, you know, Dak led the league in interceptions last year, and he did that playing twelve games. So that's a pretty high interception rate. Um, you know what? That's a good one. What's the line on his number of uh, over under on his number of picks this year? Funny you should ask. I have it written down here because that's a play. It's 12 and a half. <laughs> 12. So basically, uh, not much better. That's what they're thinking. So, well, I guess that is a little bit better because they're probably, it, it probably accounts for a full season, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. You, you, you would think that some injury risk is baked in there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tease you, Vince. I'm on the under. I'm on the under twelve and a half interceptions. I think. Uh, he's, I think we're gonna see a better Dak this year. But ow. here's why. Here's why. Okay. Tell and me this why. goes back to my my Kellen Moore uh, tidbit. I think this offense. Because he was is, really good. Yeah. But, Go ahead. I, sorry. I, I just think <laughs> that the offense is going to look different. I don't. I don't think it's going to be better. I don't know if it'll be worse. I yeah. just think it will be slower. I, I think it's going to be a slower tempo. Um, okay. You know, more methodical. There won't be as much hurry up. There won't be as much, um, uh, you know, quickness to it. So mm-hmm. uh, my two plays on this, Vince, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm on Dak under 12 and a half picks. That's minus 125 at DraftKings. I'm also mm-hmm. on Dallas team points under 433 and a half for the year. 433. That is 25 and a half a game. Okay. Okay. Uh well, last year they put up twenty seven and a half a game. What's your Correct. number? Uh twenty five and a half. So okay. we're, we're talking are they gonna be thirty points worse or thirty five points worse? I think the answer is yes. And you know, you can Got it. you can point to a much tougher schedule this year. Uh you've you've got some some rough stretches in here where you're gonna be playing some good defenses, not a lot of layups. So I I you know, I I, I think that the defense as well as the slower offense is going to lead to less points. So call me a, a mm-hmm. rocket scientist, but I'm on the under. I like it. I like it. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, they've got a lot of weapons. Uh, feel very similar to their weapons as I do the Eagles, right? They did lose Dalton Schultz. It's a big one, but they did p- uh, pick up Brandon Cooks, Mr. Dependable. Um, you know, their outside receiver is uh, receivers are fantastic. Um, by the way, one of the best fantasy football team names I've ever heard. I cannot see D Lamb. Ooh, good one. 
<laughs> saw that yesterday. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good I, one. I like it. I am. Uh, yeah, you know, you might be right, Phil. You might be right on the under points there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with that one. I think you might be right there. All right, I'm just gonna chalk this up at minute 37. I was right <laughs> about something. That's good. That's that's a <laughs> that's a good start from from last year. But do you have anything else you'd like to touch on on these Cowboys? Oh, I think that's it. Awesome. All right, so we'll we'll move on in in the order that the uh, that the bookmakers like these teams. So next up, let's talk about the Washington football team, Commanders, Redskins. Um, they have a win total set at six and a half. Uh, the over yep. is plus one hundred. The under is plus one ten. So if you have multiple books, you can arb this thing for about a five percent return if you want to put away a large amount of money for. 18 weeks um, might as well just put it in a CD and not worry about that. But their odds to win the division plus 850 to win the conference 40 to one. If you're a psychopath and a Washington mm-hmm. fan, you can have them 80 to one to win the Super Bowl. I am not, but I don't hate this mm-hmm. team, Vince. I'm, the more I looked at it, the more I kind of liked it. So they've got Sam Howell, who is going to be taking over the reins this year at quarterback. I saw him a lot in college. You know, last year he was a rookie. Before that, he was at UNC. He was a fifth rounder. uh, But before that, he was a a highly touted, probable first round pick uh, before things went went wrong in in North Carolina there on Tobacco Road. But he's incredibly tough. So we don't have to worry about, you know, him him tapping out of the game. He's going to give it all he's got. They've got a good one-two punch at running back Antonio Gibson and Mm -hmm. Brian Robinson. That guy's tough, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got shot. and He came back in the same year. That's wild. Uh, very, very <laughs> underrated weapons at wide receiver. Terry McLaurin, yes. awesome. Johan Dotson, awesome. Curtis Samuel, he's coming along. And a really, really yeah. good defense to go along with it. They mm-hmm. lost some very key pieces. Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz, J.D. McKissick. I'm just kidding. That's addition by subtraction. I kind of like That's this right. Washington team. What do you think? Uh, I like the personnel. I don't love the coaching staff. I Ron don't. Rivera, um, Riverboat Ron. Riverboat Ron. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me to see a defense like this under Jack Del Rio. Um, you know, I think we'll see more of that. I'll tell you, I understand that uh, Mr. Bienemy wanted to get out from underneath of, of Andy and, and hopefully work his way into a new opportunity. This has Brian Schottenhammer vibes as well for me. I just don't see this going well. For the uh, for the Reds for the Commanders this year, um, and and I just because you know I look at this enemy higher and I'm I'm just like man there's a guy that likes to run you know the inside zone he likes a lot of play action he likes you know a little an up tempo offense I mean look at the Kansas City Chiefs he supported that that offense for a while I know he didn't call the plays but he was a big part of that uh, with Andy Reid and then you look at what Ron Rivera likes to do and it just doesn't fit I just don't. It, this is a square peg round hole transaction for me that I just don't understand, frankly. Um, and it certainly feels like a disorganization, which is exactly what you've got at the, at the top, right? With, uh, with Snyder coming out and, and I cannot believe I see the smile. I know where you're going with this, right? Like this is a, this is a violation if I've ever seen one in terms of, of, of hometown sports. Go ahead. Give me your thoughts. I was just going to say, there's a joke in there somewhere. I'm just, I'm not sure if it's appropriate for the airwaves, but yeah, yeah, Dan Snyder needs to get out of town. Ron Rivera feels like a lame duck head coach. 
Eric Bieniemy. It's it's pretty much his show. You got to imagine if he's going to leave a situation like Kansas City, uh, you would think he would leave for something worthwhile. Um, I've got I've got a couple plays here, Vince. If you're interested in hearing them, or if you have any yourself, let's hear them. All right, so I'm on the over. The over the six and a half wins. Uh, I think that they're going to find some just behind that that tough defense. I uh, to me. Sam Howe is going to be a serviceable quarterback. I, I, I don't think you're losing a whole lot. There's not a whole, whole big drop-off from, from Heineke and Wentz. I mean, we have a URL to join the, the book club server at everyonehateswentz.com. We do own the rights to that, and that will get you into the book club where you can get all of our plays for $25 a month. But I digress again. I, I just – Sam Howe can get it done. These weapons at wide receiver – are, are primed to break out. I mean, uh, that's my other play. Terry McLaurin over four and a half reception touchdowns over 900 and a half receiving yards. And I'm, I'm taking the over on the, uh, the six and a half wins. I don't love the over on the wins. I do love, um, what you just said for the McLaurin overs that those numbers are way too low for me. I mean that to me, that just speaks to an unproven Sam Howell. Um, which obviously, if you like Sam Howell, you'd love those overs. That makes a lot of sense. Um, we've, you know, Jahan Dotson. Look out for for him. Um, second year, second year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, second year receivers just have a tendency to just figure it out, put it together in the right situation. This might not be the right situation, but um, you got a lot of skill there at wide receiver. Um, you know, when Curtis Samuel is your number three. Um, you know, that says a lot. I mean, that guy's got a lot of talent uh, that's going on tapped over the years. I love those two plays. I, I wish I could play devil's advocate on those two. I'm just not going to do it. I don't have a lot of background on Howell. I'll trust you. Um, but, you know, he's going to have to face that Eagles defensive front at least twice. And, um, you know, last year, the Giants, for example, uh, I think it was the Eagles sacked the Giants quarterback between uh, Daniel Jones and his replacement in that second game, I think 11 times total. It was a lot. In two games. Yeah. So look out, Samuel. Yeah. So I, you know, the, the win total, I don't have a lot to defend it here. Like I said, you know, the defense is very, very good. So I think that keeps you in games. I'm looking at, you know, we've got a layup here against Arizona to start the year. Is Denver going to have it figured out by week two? I'm not so sure. Those two feel winnable. Probably lose Buffalo, lose Philadelphia. They're going to beat Chicago and maybe Atlanta. So maybe you're four and two looking at New York on deck, five and two. And then you just got to find two more somewhere throughout the, the rest of the year. I see a path. It's kind of murky. I'm kind of scared, uh, but I played it at even money. It, it's just the way it is. I'm a degenerate. Okay. All right. All right. I'll take right. the under on your wins. Ouch. All right. So finally, the New York football giants, Brian Dable, one of my favorite head coaches. He got a ton out of this team. They vastly Mm -hmm. outperformed the talent on the roster. In my opinion, this team I have (laughs) targeted uh, big time regression. Let's see what their, their win total set at seven and a half, which Feels about a win too high for me. Uh, you can take the over at plus 100. You can take the under at minus 110. You can get them to win the division 16 to 1, the conference 25 to 1, 50 to 1 on the Super Bowl. So 
I, I just think the expectations are too high in, in New York Giants land, and we're going to see some variance the other way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Dable, he did win Coach of the Year last year, but only one coach that's one Coach of the Year didn't regress, and that was Sean McVay. And, you know, he's kind of a, a wonder, a wonderkind, if you will. The Giants, they were 14 and five against the spread in 2022. So that means Vegas didn't have a real good look at the Giants either. They won five times outright when they were outgained on a per play basis, which is unsustainable. They've got a rookie center, mm-hmm. a below average defense. They lost Kenny Galladay. They lost Richie James. They, were, they mm-hmm. lost Golden Domer and Phil favorite Julian Love in the secondary. Those are some big pieces. They brought in Darren Waller, which is a, a nice ad. That's a huge um, ad. Yeah. Um, you know, weeks nine to 11, though, you've got three straight road trips at Vegas, at Dallas, at Washington. This is a tough slate for these Giants. How do you feel about them? Yeah, it's a tough schedule. Um, you know, last year, uh, first of all, I, I love uh, Brian as well. Dable, he's, he's fantastic. Year two, year two of his whole staff, um, you know, they, they were all brought in uh, at the same time um, by the new GM, uh, Joe uh, showing, I believe it is, his name is from Buffalo. Um, so they're all in this together again in year two. Mike Kafka is the offensive coordinator, of the old Eagle. He's a familiar name. Um, yeah. And, and Don Martindale, you know, gotta love him. Uh, he's been around the block, I think 25 plus years in the league. He's the um, old town but, bicycle. Everybody gets a ride. <laughs> the town bicycle, one of the, uh, very prestigious award in the off seasons. I'm sure <laughs> love to know that he so won that one too. So he's a huffy. For That's sure. right. more like a, right. more like a roadmaster a roadmaster yeah but you know like gosh one in five and one against the nfc east last year you know they basically got into the playoffs by beating uh everybody outside of their division um and you know with a point differential that was negative um but which i guess would have been positive had the eagles not blown them out by 26 points there in the uh second half of the year it's like stop he's already dead <laughs> You know, um, no, so, a, yeah, all right. Who? What's the what's the it, reference? What are I think it's South Park. He's oh, already dead. Man, see, my wife would have got that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get it though. Sorry. No. I, I just like the, uh, the 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 Canada episode where the here comes the queen. <laughs> As is tradition. Yeah, I, I, and the queen died, right? And I think the little uh, we're getting <laughs> oh, off topic. Sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, all right. Anyway. Yeah. They got Saquon back. Yeah, Saquon. They got Saquon. Didn't want to play for 10.1 million, but he'll play for 11 million. So we we know where his line in the sand is. That's right. That's right. I think he just realized that. uh, Well, you know what? I bet Dayball, you know, picked up the phone and just said, "Listen, you're 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 a super important cog here. Uh, That run game, everything runs through that run game." And they just hired, um, excuse me, just signed Daniel Jones to that big contract, right? So. Um, you can't exactly you, you you need you need Saquon if you're Brian um, or else you're going to look like a fool with this big contract with Daniel. You don't have an out on that contract, at least until next year. Um, you know, I, Daniel Jones made the best of what he had revolving door on on the offensive front. Um, you know, and he allowed, I think, the, the fifth most uh, they allowed the fifth most quarterback pressures and the fourth most hits in 2022. So, I mean, this guy's just running for his life. Um, you know, aside from Justin Fields, who leads almost every major you know pressure category from last year, Daniel Jones was the most pressured quarterback last year. Forty-two and a half percent of his 571 dropbacks came under pressure. 
That's that's but, a that's a lot of stuff in your face. It really is. You know what it feels like um, is if that were me, I'd be using the blue tent to change my underwear probably after every third down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in obvious passing situations, get in there. You know, have a little privacy. Get in. So uh, on these plays, I've got several, four okay. that have have piqued my Ooh. interest. Ooh. Two, two that I've played so far. Uh, okay. I'm on the New York Giants. No, for for making the playoffs. That's minus one ninety. So it's it's a little juicy, but I think there's big time value there. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are the the firm favorites here. Uh, if there's going to be a wild card, I think it's going to be uh, the Commanders. So I, mm. I, I think the Giants are toast. I have completely thrown them out the window, and that mm-hmm. way I'm also taking their under on the 379 and a half points, under on the seven and a half wins, and then the other one that I've played is Darren Waller over 700.5, 700 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Saquon led the, the team in, in targets. He had 76 last year. That was a lot out of necessity. So Darren Waller gives you a real, real nice piece there to throw the ball to because you want to, not just mm-hmm. because you have to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, again, gosh, I wish I could say I don't like him, but I, I, those are fantastic plays. I mean, Daniel Bellinger last year, showed flashes of greatness and he's Daniel Bellinger. Right. Um, you bring in, you bring in a, a Darren Waller. And I think you're absolutely right now. He's had a couple injury concerns in his time with the Raiders, but, um, but he's a freak. So I think that's, that's going to be really fun to watch. Um, even the Eagles try to defend him those couple times. I love the, the not making the playoffs play. I just think that's a home run. I don't think you can, that might be the safest bet you'd make all year um, between the Eagles and the Cowboys let alone the fact that that's banking on the wild card coming from the NFC East for two straight years in a row. Um, uh, Both wild cards, right? was both. Mm -hmm. So um, what are the odds of that, right? So About minus 190, I think. The other side of that would would be how they make the playoffs. So I'm I'm taking it, man. Like I said, that's one that I have actually already played. I'm leaning under on the points. I'm leaning under on the wins. And I also hit submit on Waller. So... That wraps up everything I've got for the NFC East. Did we leave any meat on the bone? Is there anything left you want to talk about? Uh, what uh, do you have any props in front of you for Daniel Jones? I mean, I can find them. What uh, what are you looking for? Any anything for um, rushing attempts? Okay, all right. Let's. Uh, you know what? Let's tease that one in the next episode. Uh, It'll be the NFC North. Ooh. That way, there's not a lot of dead air, and the, the folks can just get right to our exit music. Like it which you'll love by the way. Okay. Uh, so I think we'll, I know what it is. Yeah, so we'll we'll have uh we'll have some Daniel Jones props in the NFC North episode and that will be the next one to drop uh, very very shortly. So keep your eye out for that. If you are interested in gambling on everything, baseball, NFL, NASCAR, which we're actually pretty good at. We're employed by CBS Sports for that one, so that's that's pretty neat. Darts, cricket, Aussie rules football, golf. We have it all in the Backdoor Cover Network Book Club. It's $25 a month. You can join at www.thedgens.net. You get a three-day free trial. And then, like I said, it's $25 a month after that. Vince, thanks for coming, buddy. And uh, we'll see you next time. That's great. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents.